0: the Career Corner Podcast. We're in for another episode here in Northeast Pennsylvania. I am with Courtney Samalka here, he is an excavator. We're gonna learn how to use his big machine uh, today and learn a little bit about what it takes to be an excava- excavator. Uh, and if maybe being in this kind of field of work is for you, we're gonna go through some of the steps that it would take. This podcast is brought to you by Apex Tutors and uh, we would love to show you a little insight into what the world of being an excavator is all about. So we're gonna start by going over here uh, into this excavator. Courtney, why don't you walk us through what we're walking up to here and, and what this is and use is used for. Uh, basically
1: this machine digs holes or tree work or whatever you need to do and it's way better than a hand
0: <laughs> shovel <laughs> uh, i want to make sure thank you courtney for letting me let me try that out i know i just like dug up your yard i hope that uh, <laughs> that's not too much of a problem <laughs> all right you know i mentioned that you're an excavator but i don't think very many people know what that means so what what does that mean for you and what does an excavator do well, I, I basically deal with whatever your problem is below the ground
1: level. Oh, okay. So you, if you've got a, a septic that's plugged up underground or drain lines, whatever the case may be, you've got trees where the stumps need to be dug out, or let's say you want to change
0: the look of your yard. You do all that. I can do all that. That's and, and you know I I'll mention here that and you do some pretty tricky stuff. I mean, I have uh, my aunt Char's property and. You're on hills. I mean, this sucker can go on just about any incline. I mean, it's amazing how you're not flipping and able to dig all over the place. Well, I
1: haven't flopped one outside yet, but (laughs)
0: it came close. Are you working on, you know, like beaches? Are you working on grapes, I know we've talked about we're living in a big grape growing region here, what's yeah, your typical work? Yeah, I pretty much cater to the grape farmers. That's really what you do? And, yeah. And what do you do with them, I mean primarily? Because obviously I, aesthetics isn't an important part of that. A lot of it is with
1: storm storm management okay. because when we're getting the two to three inch rains we're getting a lot of washouts and a okay. lot of erosion and I deal with erosion control I oh, deal okay. with surface water so that it doesn't, when we get an event like
0: that, it doesn't tear up the vineyards. How did you get into excavating? I mean, this this is obviously, I mean, I just spent 10 seconds. It's a tough thing to do. I couldn't imagine doing it in a confined area. How did, how did you decide, you know, this is what I'm gonna do and this is what I'm gonna make a living doing? Well, my neighbor who, in my opinion, is the best operator of all time,
1: he needed somebody to help him. And for 15, 20 years, I dug with him. Oh, okay. And then eventually, i started moving heavy equipment for the local kubota dealer and so i just started taking machines home and then once farmers which i've already i've always worked for the farmers doing vineyard stuff you know in the vineyards so you had good connections yeah you know, they they called to, well we know you have this machine now can you come and fix this or you can come and do that
0: and primarily do you get your business through word of mouth i mean that's how, yeah oh yeah i don't have to advertise no advertising yep. things like that do you have a website or anything or literally just word of mouth just That's word of mouth awesome so it's, a, it's important to be a people person because if they don't like you they ain't gonna hire you um i don't think it's
1: whether they like you or not it, as long okay. as you get it right the first time so quality is much more important than yeah whether they out. like you or not
0: and do you do you usually work alone or do you have a crew of people no that no, are no I, is this a, a solo job i i work alone oh. i have
1: people for certain jobs that require a certain person in the ditch putting pipe together yeah or if I have to have a second machine working with me Gotcha. I have people for that but they're not full-time but they're it, just weekend yeah, and if you're a
0: if you're a you know not a people person and you prefer to work alone you don't really want to work with a bunch of people this is a great job for you because you yes. have to kind of go out you're doing it on your own thing you know you're really yep. by yourself only accountable to yourself so that's got to be really well, that and, convenient. If you know, if you your... screw
1: up and hit somebody's house or tear down a power line or dig up some a utility, yeah. you really don't have anyone to blame but yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's no. That's all on you. The buck stops with you. Yeah, and you can yell, but I mean, no, one, <laughs> no one's gonna care. <laughs> no,
0: I, and no one will probably hear you. Cause no, you're all by uh, yourself, no. No. <laughs> so, uh, so Courtney, what uh, kind of like walk us through a little bit of the steps of you know you've been doing this for how long now? Oh mercy! I graduated from high school in
1: '94. Four years of college, so '98. So, so,
0: a long time. You've had a lot of experience doing this, you know, and I'm sure that.
1: Well, and I I started running vineyard equipment when I was six
0: years young, old. Young, yeah. I mean, I get that. that so that's, they start young around. Yeah. You know, I have experience with that. So, <laughs> uh, but let's say you were talking to somebody that maybe is is in a in high school and is interested in doing this kind of work or something like this, what, sure. what in your mind, I know there's probably a bunch of different routes you could take, but what in your mind, you know, in three or four steps is kind of, this is the route I would take. Now that I've done this, we know what's going on. What's the route that you would suggest that someone take? Do they need to go get apprenticed or something to someone that does this as quick as possible so that?
1: Uh, absolutely, you need to find somebody that's well-respected in the neighborhood and you learn from them. Because there's just so many things and even, I mean, the the guy that i apprenticed under he was in his 60s and there was hardly a job that we went on where we didn't shake our head going, well we didn't see that coming. <laughs> so, you know, even even when you've been in the game for 40 some years, you're still caught off guard. Yeah. On pretty much every job and you know what works and what doesn't work, and even better is you you find out you find out how the other guys are screwing up because usually by the point, by the time they're calling me or the, the person I apprenticed under yeah. is because they went with the lowest bidder and, and you can see what and, and it went yeah. all messed up and you can see what they did and then
0: you learn from that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, are people in this industry and that do this job, are they pretty agreeable to having people come work with them? I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to say, hey, I'm really interested in learning more about this and they're pretty... You, open to that or is it a much more closed-minded you really got to work you really have to prove yourself to get yeah. a chance because there's a lot of ways to get killed yeah I'm sure I mean that looks
1: like a dangerous machine just on flat ground let alone well, and one. especially if you're working underneath it yeah And you have to respect the guy that's in the cab and he has to respect you and and you have to have a good understanding of what the machine is capable of and not capable of so that you don't get yourself into a position where he can't see you yeah. And you get hurt.
0: So it's a job that really seems to be pretty knowledge-based, which you don't necessarily always think of when you're thinking of more manual-type labor. But if you don't have the knowledge base of exactly what's going on, it can be a very dangerous thing to do. I mean, is that a correct statement? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are kind of, you know, what are some of the pros and cons? I mean, I know that a lot of people would say, you know, you get to work for yourself as a pro. The con of that would maybe be that you're if you damage something it's your fault but what are some of the other things I mean I'm sure that you interact with all kinds of bad things on a day-to-day basis what are things that are not as good about the job well I guess if you had to pick one thing that
1: frustrates me is there's a lot of rental companies out there now and everybody wants to do this yeah so they'll they can just go out and rent the machine and tear everything up and and then then you get the phone call and say hey can you come and fix it yeah and now you got to fix something and now you got to figure out how to correct a partially completed job without saying you know we just want to rip everything out and start from scratch and then of course the homeowner's not very happy about that because and then they're mad at you then they're mad at me they're the one that started it (laughs) because it
0: actually costs more to correct it than it would have been to just do it first the first time and that's how you know that's a pretty standard line across many industries here. <laughs> it's people try to do it themselves and it becomes more complicated after they screw it up. So
1: Yeah, but you you know I and I can appreciate wanting to do it on your own. It it's fun. I love I love running. What's your games. what's your favorite part? I mean what's your favorite part of, of this job? I mean the challenge. Yeah. Because normally the jobs I get are something that everybody else not everybody else, there's a lot of great guys in the game they look at some of these projects and go I don't think I can do that yeah and you know and then of course my answer is yeah yeah I got it (laughs) I'll figure it out yeah you know and and I've screwed up yeah I mean when you when you can't find the undercarriage because the mud's up to here and the thing doesn't want to move anymore you can see it in the you know, I've seen pictures of guys that have screwed up and you can see in the
0: look, the look in their face that they ran out of
1: talent.
0: <laughs> what is, do you have like a, you know, I, mean, I may have to search a little bit, but, and it doesn't have to be necessarily the, the best, but what is like one of the most challenging jobs that you've done that you can recall? Like, can you describe what you had to do and how, it, how you did it? Uh, probably the most stressful job
1: would be a water well. Okay. When you're dealing with uh, blue clay on top of the shale. Okay, and what do you do to dig a water well? I mean, what do you? How does that work? Well, you you pick your spot either through witching or location, What's, whatever. What is witching? Witching is where you hold two rods and you walk around the yard, and you have to have a feel for it and a skill. Okay, yeah. I do not. <laughs> okay. My apprentice, or, I mean, the guy that I worked under. He does, and of course, I made fun of him every time he did it. But um, some guys are great at it, and no. he was. I'm not. But you, he'd hold these copper rods and walk around, and when the vein of water under the ground, you could he could find the you veins, find and they the would vein. the rods would cross on top of the vein.
0: All right. So now you found the vein.
1: What do you What do you do next? Well, so now you you strip all the topsoil off in the sod and the topsoil because you don't want to get any of the topsoil mixed in with the overburden. So you strip all that off, get it out of your way. So you're not contaminating the, the new well. Sure, yeah. And now you start stripping the overburden, that goes into one pile. So now you're down to the now you're down to the, the clay and everything else. And now it doesn't matter. But the problem is if the water is it 20 feet deep or 15 feet deep that's a tremendous amount of material you have to move to get to that depth plus reservoir so now you're digging a hole in the ground to get the machine a couple of feet lower so that you can dig deeper because the machine will only dig a certain depth oh okay gotcha. so you can get bigger machines which we have done yeah but you you know you get the site all set up and now you just start throwing dirt once you get to the water that's when the excitement begins because if you're in the blue clay and the water's coming in the banks are caving and it's oozing and oozing in and everything else and nothing's holding shape so the hole just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger so the goal is to dig as fast as you can as deep as you can and get the tile in and then get the stone around it all before you lose control. control.
0: That's So, I mean, you're a race against the clock. It, so if you like that high pressure situation, this could be for you. I'm
1: yeah, happy. if you if you enjoy the you know the possibility of
0: massive yeah. failure, that <laughs> is your job. Uh, how are we doing on time? Can you, can you see how long we've been going? 15 and a half. Oh, that's perfect, okay. So uh, Courtney here, we're gonna be wrapping up. But before we wrap up, I like to just kind of do a final thought section. And you can talk about a, a final thought about your career, a final thought about digging, a final thought about farming, anything you really want to talk about, this is kind of where we just open it up. My final thought is I will definitely say that uh, even if you don't want to get into this job and someone offers you the opportunity to operate one of these suckers, never say no. You make it work because it's cool. I look forward to doing some more of it and learning some more about it. So that's my final well, thought. Good, you know, final I want thought. you to fix the yard. I'm going to have to fix the, fix the yard, <laughs> so i got to put the work here. Uh, any final thoughts, Courtney, that you'd like to share? I don't know. That's okay. You don't have to have a final thought.
1: If, if you really want to do this, you really need to choose the person to learn from.
0: That's important. That and is so it, don't important. Don't just pick anybody. Yeah.
1: Because there's a lot of people out there that just can either lease a machine or rent a machine or even buy a piece of junk machine, but they don't have the experience. in. that's just not you you can't fake experience absolutely yeah so uh, anybody can own one of these right a handful of with a handful of signatures but but it takes real talent and real skill to be able to operate one as i've learned well (laughs) not so much operate you can get good at it but if you don't understand what's going on yeah with the the material that the ground is and understand fall and you know, when you're putting in a pipe, you just can't dig a trench put the pipe in. You gotta make sure it's got constant fall. You gotta really understand. You gotta it. really yeah. understand what the end result needs to be.
0: There you go, yeah. So, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Courtney, thank you so much for showing me how to do this. I know I ruined your yard. I'm gonna hop back in here and do my best to fix it, so we're gonna let you guys go. Um, but you know, uh, if you're interested in a career like this, make sure that you are finding somebody that can really teach you the ropes. Cause it's a very important. And we'll see you next time on our career corners podcast. And hopefully you learned something today. Thank you so much for watching.